Combine your landlines, mobiles and collaboration tools into one unified solution with Vodafone OneNet Business. Hello, I'm Brian Purcell and this is the Ready Business Podcast, the show for startups and SMEs looking for some inspiration, insights and some great advice. On this week's show, Luke Mackey of Bamboo explains how they want their app to be your go-to source for booking your morning coffee or lunch. Tap a button and beat the queue is the genesis behind their business. So is Bamboo going to shake up the order and demand industry? This is Luke Mackey's Future Maker Story. Luke Mackey, welcome to the Ready Business Podcast. Tell us about your business. What is Bamboo? Thanks for having me. Um, so Bamboo is a mobile app for restaurants and cafes. It's a way, a really easy way to order lunch and coffee. Um, our, our prime users are people who work in work in town, they work in offices, and they only have one hour at lunch, or they only have yeah. like that little gap between getting off the train and getting coffee on the way to work. Um, so what we do is we have a, a, a whole network of restaurants and cafes on our app. You can order what you want. You press a button. We tell you when it's ready. So when you arrive for your lunch or your coffee, it's just sitting there waiting for you with a bag, your name on it. And it's a really awesome experience. Saves people about an hour a week if you order every day. So it's a... That's, so, that's so, so basically, you, when just at this coffee shop, uh, you know, you order your 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 two americanos and then mm. your cappuccino, they're they're ready waiting for you. Wouldn't want to be too far away now, really, would you? It's, no, it's, it's it. ideal if you're in a, a a close cluster like the IFSC, probably. Absolutely, and that's the way, that's actually how we roll out. We go into area by area. We go really hyper local, and um, hyper local, like hyper local, exactly. Um, we go into concentration of of of, of uh, highly concentrated areas of restaurants and cafes, and then we go into we make sure there's a good. Yeah, concentration of business around them offices because there are there are users um, and when you order on the app it actually tells you how long your food's going to take so it's like if you're going to order two coffees and uh, and say a sandwich we're going to tell you it's going to be ready in eight to ten minutes um so you got you know prior to you even ordering how long it's going to take and then when you order we we, we constantly update you on on the progress we tell you when your order's been seen we tell you when your order's been prepared and we tell you when when your order's ready to collect well, that much detail yeah yeah and that's oh, what really right. adds to experience as well, compared to just your order going into a black hole and not knowing where it is. Like, um, we actually, you, you know when to leave the office and you know when your order your order's going to be sitting down there with your name on it. It's a super kind of responsive and uh, personal experience. And the, the the outlets that you're using that just say, say sandwich bar, mm. and the, there are places in the, in the IFSC and you see these huge queues. Yeah. Um, do, do they... They, they have no problem giving you a present, do they? Because they see these customers every day coming at them queuing, and I guess they get to know them. But it's, it's they even, mind this. It's not even this, like this, it's not. It's not like, it's like queue skipping. <laughs> it's not even queue skipping because it's not even like you're being treated differently. It's yeah. you're ordering say 20, 20 minutes ahead of everyone else. Okay, so you're essentially right. you're 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 in that queue, but you're 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 queuing from your office desk, um, or you're queuing on the way off off the train. Um, Easy and, way and it's, a, it, yeah. it's a really good way. It's a, it's a, it's a, re, and, and all you and on, you're not in any way skipping anyone else. You, the people in the store might think you're skipping, but you've actually you've done the hard work. You've made you've made that order sure. uh, about twenty minutes ahead. So you just walk in, you're grabbing your bag, and you're and you're going and you're, you're leaving. And it's a really awesome experience. You kind of feel yeah. like you have a little bit of a superpower in your pocket. So obviously, it's 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 not like Deliveroo. No, we're like we, we take actually a completely different. It's a completely different decision you make. Um, yeah. It's a completely different product as well. When you order on Deliveroo, you, you're, first of all, you're probably uh, committing to order, uh, paying a little bit more. Like the average order you make on Deliveroo might be 15, 20 euro mm. um, with all like the fees and everything on top of it. With Bamboo, there's no fee at all. Um, our average order is around six or seven euro. That's like the average order of someone's, what someone's going to order a lunch and a coffee with. And um, when you order on Deliveroo, you think, okay, I'm in the office. I have a project to finish. There's no hope. I'm leaving my desk or I'm at home. I'm, not, I'm watching the TV. I'm not going to leave. Bamboo, you're like, I have an hour at lunch. I want to get out of the, I want, I want to get out of the office, but I don't want to spend my time in the queue. 
So I'm just going to press a button on my phone. It'll be there waiting for me. I can run in, grab it, and I can actually spend my, my lunchtime eating and chatting with my friends. So this is how you define order on demand, is it? How do you define it uh, yourself? We, we call it mobile ordering. It's a, we're a mobile ordering marketplace. We're, it's like online ordering, but you're doing it from your phone. And is it only the coffee and lunch area you're targeting? Right now, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, that's the biggest need for it. That's where the... It's like, immediate. It's where the cash is coming from for you. It's not even just where the cash is coming from. It's, it's where the biggest problem is. People, our, our users are, are around the ages of... Our, our core users are heavy users around the age of 25 to 35. They're working in offices in city centres. They're working. They're 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 the ones who have that. They're short on time. They have that one hour at lunch, and they have that gap when they're on the way to work. And that's where we see our orders. That's where our orders come in in the morning for your morning coffee and maybe a bite to eat. And then the biggest spike we get is that is that is that lunchtime when people yeah. are ordering at lunch. And uh, that's because that's the biggest need for it. That's where that's where if there's no if we were to do a dinner, dinner is more of a okay. I've finished work. I'm going to chill out, and I might go. I might grab something on the way home. And we get we get a few of those orders. But it's usually it's like I want to I have an hour and I need to get something into me quick because I got to get back to work at one o'clock or two o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I suppose with, with coffees especially, we don't seem to mind spending money, do we? You know, one or two times a day, maybe even ten times a week. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the old instant coffee's gone. They all catch up the corner, isn't it? Gone, yeah. <laughs> some, some but we don't seem it. to mind that spend because I suppose it's, it's small enough, isn't it? It's like well, three euro a cup of coffee. I, mean, yeah. I think I think we I think we just pass it off. We don't even think about it anymore. Um, like I think the coffee shot, the the growth in the coffee market in Ireland was around seven or eight percent last year, which is crazy, and it's it's growing like that year on year. Um, but we see it's crazy how, how like religiously people order coffee every morning. We see people who have ordered coffee every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day for the last year and a half. We have people who've made over five hundred orders, same time, same place, same uh, same day. Um, it, it, it's it's definitely when, when you order on an app like this or when you when especially with coffee coffee is such a religious thing you get used to it and make it becomes a kind of a, a, a trend that you do every day and that, yeah. that's what we're, we I suppose we're kind of taking advantage of that but we're also saving people super a, a, a ton of time yeah I suppose like you said it's, it's that hyper local thing is it is you've got to have that intensity for all these coffees to make it work right for you is that it uh, I suppose yeah like we we, we would um We'd see people. We'd see people ordering really, really regularly. Like we, it, it also is like it's it's something you do every day. You you know you get a, like when I order anyway. I know when I there's, a, there's something I might walk past and know that I got to order ahead. And so something clicks in your brain. So you get you might get off the train. Like actually, how I came up with the idea was from that actual problem. I'd be on my way to college every morning, and I knew that if I I got a coffee every morning as well. So I I had that kind of instinct. I had to get my morning coffee, or else my day was gonna, wasn't going to go the best. So I'd stop in my local cafe, uh, I'd get in the back of the queue, and I knew how long it would take to get them to, yeah. to get from the queue to the coffee to the train station to get to to get my, my lecture. Okay. So I ended up actually texting the baristas in the coffee shop, and uh, that's kind of where the idea evolved from. I ended up texting them ahead, saying, "Listen, I want my my americano ahead, and uh, it'll be there waiting for me." And I have to pay for it, of course, but that comes where the idea evolved from. And I just kind of went from there. I was like, this should be an app. I should be able to press a button on my phone. I should have it ready waiting for me when I arrive. Okay. So, something, but like, you know, something that's such a small transaction, mm. you know, do you find people that they, they, they care about ordering in advance or? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah you will be surprised. Um, like I know it's a small transaction, but these these are these are transactions that people are making every day. These are these are it's not like people are, people when a lot of people when people order on bamboo they order probably two three times a week, uh, compared to ordering a coffee. Like the thing about coffee is you you do get it every day. If it's not with something like maybe like one of the delivery apps, you might use mm. a, a just eat or delivery. You might use it every once every two three weeks or once every month. And with us, we have like that regular that regular user, and that's where it counts as well. Um, and they tend that's where the stickiness comes from and that's where they tend to order lunch with as well they, they, they have that they get that addiction to it I suppose and um, 
what other kind of transactions are you doing there? What other kind of stuff, if you like, that are, what are people ordering as well as coffee? Uh, burritos are huge. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we, have, like we have we have a few burrito bars on board. Uh, we're going more into, I suppose, the full service restaurant space as well, um, where we have like we're we, we're bringing on things like burger places now. We're bringing on uh, places that would be maybe seen as dinner time places, but people are having now access have now have now have access to them at lunch because they don't have to wait. Yeah. Um, like it's not it's we have a pizza places on board. We have uh, it's we have it's a lot of it is is QS or it's 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 it, like it, it's quick, quick service restaurants. It's it's places that they're built purely to to take advantage of that lunch trade. Um, like we have a ton of places where who are, who are spinning out sandwiches, spinning out, spinning out salad boxes. They're like that's the kind of what's on trend now. Right. Uh, that's what people. Are, that's what people are. That it's the it's good quality, uh, fast uh, high. It's good quality food that pumped out at high volume. Boxes of lettuce and tomatoes. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm always. Um, I remember seeing a couple of salad bars recently, and people come out with boxes of lettuce. I. <laughs> I anyway, that, that's just my thing, I guess. So tell me, uh, do you come from an entrepreneurial background yourself? Luke? Um, I think I like, I think I've always worked. I don't think there's ever been a point in my life whether when I was a, ch- a child where I didn't ha- I didn't find a way to make money. Um, whether it was when I was selling Christmas trees every year when I was probably about nine, ten, Were eleven, you, yeah? twelve. Yeah, exactly. Who threw uh, you out there selling Christmas trees? Your mom or your me, dad? Me, me, me. I went yeah? up the road and begged for a job, <laughs> and uh, then it was just like I, I was selling bike parks. So I was working in school. Um, like when I finished college, when I was in college, I actually started a marketing company uh, with a friend of mine, and we just we just uh, did bespoke campaigns for for like restaurants and cafes and did like promotional videos and I kind of midway through college I, was, I had this problem and I was like I kind of want to build a product and I want to see what that's like and I met my co-founder halfway through college or uh, halfway through my final year yeah, of college yeah. and we kind of just researched it and made sure this is something we're jumping into is actually a viable pro- a viable company and uh, we both finished college we just we started building it uh, what did you do what did you study in college I studied marketing yeah 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 and tell us about the marketing company. Did that kind of fall by the wayside? It was it was it was it was nearly a hobby that we we, we made money doing because we really enjoyed it. Um, and did you just like trolley on up uh, up to the door and knock on the door and say, "Listen, it was it was a, a marketing that, It was a bit of it was a bit of cold emailing and get and our and our first and our and our and our first gigs doing. Well, listen, we'll do this video for free, or we'll do it at half price, or this is our normal yeah. rate. Um, and from there, we just we, we it was all word of mouth. We didn't have to do that much work for it, really, because we, we we were in college and we were just finding time on the weekends and a bit of time outside college to do it. Um, and we we're both making making money from it as well. Like, yeah, yeah like, turned um, over a few bob. Turned over a few bob. And uh, what did and mom and dad think of all this? Now, Jesus, uh, I don't think well, when when I told them that I'm doing this, like, why don't you just go get the job? Seriously, why are you making the, why why are you bothering putting yourself through really? this? How did you how did you face into that? <sighs> took it on the air. I just didn't 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 mind. It just kept going. Um, and now there's like now they're completely behind you. Like they, yeah. they, of course, um, they're, they're amazing. And uh, but yeah, now like when when I, when I started this, I, I I met my co-founder uh, through a friend of mine. And a lot of it is just through, through meeting people and through a network of people you meet. And where did uh, you guys meet? Um, I met him through a friend. He was in DIT. He was doing computer science, and he was building something similar. He was building a a, a basically like a SaaS product for some for career companies. Um, so this is the tech guy now. This is the tech it's guy. Your tech yeah, partner. He's my CTO. Yeah, yeah. He's, the guy, he's the brains behind the business. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he, he, so he was building something with the lo- within like the local commerce space, and I was just like, I, and I had a prototype on my phone. I, I built the, I built this like visual, I, uh, visual idea of how I thought think bamboo should look, and uh, he, uh, he, he, he was like, listen, let's, I, I like your idea. I, 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 let's see if this is something we could do. And we just researched it for ages, and we just both dove in and see if there was anything else in the market like this. And what was he doing at the, at the time? He was, uh, he was, in, he was just finishing college. We were both okay. in our final years of yeah, college, yeah. and he had this college project, and. Um, and we, when we finished, instead of going off and doing the traditional thing and going and getting jobs and maybe learning a bit more for, for a few years' time, we're just like, let's go and do this. And we built a prototype in about three months. 
um, we went for something called CSF, which is Enterprise Ireland's like uh, first uh, uh, kind of, I suppose, grant uh, for, for, for startups. Um, where we got, we got 50,000 from that. Okay. And that's where we, we, the things we're really able to kind of take off. We uh, hired our first employee and we built our, our, our iOS app in about two months compared to building our Android and our merchant stuff. In about so you just tore on into it? Tore on into it, exactly. Just long hours. Just um, And then we went we made our first sales probably a month before we, we were going to kind of soft launch. So we got about 10 stores on. And when I say we got a 10 stores on, we didn't just... Okay, is that there? Right there now. You're making this sound too easy. <laughs> <laughs> How Just go back for a second before you go to the 10 stores because I'm interested in that as well. Yeah. Uh, to start a business out of just out of college yeah. with a tech guy just out of college, like what's what's it like to get that bond together, that trust going? Because two of you are kind of you're, you're putting your careers on hold here. Now, oh, totally. obviously, you're going to make a career, but well, you had to trust me as well. There was a lot of yeah, the definitely like did it take the, the, long for the pair of you to bond? Uh, I think our personalities were kind of perfect for each other. I think if you're both methods, we we both have a quite a, a we have very different personalities, but it, it, it works very it works very well. We work very well together. Um, is he the opposite to you? A little bit, yeah. Um, so he, he's the man that has the head down and he's working yeah. the, the well, software. And he's, the, the, yeah, he's, more, he's more of the realist and I'm more of the optimist, I suppose. So is he, is he holding you back a little bit? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but he, he would look, I'd be like, let's do this. And he might just be like, he, he, like, I might be all the way up here and he, he might be like in the middle and just like, show you what really what you really should be doing. Yeah. Um, let's get realistic here, he, Luke. Like, maybe, come on. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, we 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 built uh, we we built a prototype that co- like that was uh, that wasn't easy either. We had to test it. We had to find people to, to use it. So we were in this like co working space in the in Dublin A called the Guinness Enterprise Center. Yes, and they had a little. Hey, little Sarah's over there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And they had yeah. a little cafe in there, and we we that we that we we put like a really kind of janky uh, Android app in there, and we got as much people as we possibly could just to, just to use it for 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 a month or two, and um, from that we we just, we, we just entered as much as these like we, we, we try to we try to talk to as much angel investors as we possibly could we tried to uh, enter as much of the enterprise ireland grants we could yeah. and we we finally got we finally got to pitch for enterprise ireland's uh, csf grant with competitive start fund okay and we finally got it and uh, that's where we could really kind of we hired our first employee right and we moved office and so something tells me you're the persuader you're out there are you the salesman that you're, would be me, you're, yeah, beating, yeah. you're hitting the street yeah, yeah, exactly you're, you're you're doing the sales it, yeah. and the marketing you're yeah. the vision yeah 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 okay um, so that was yeah. So we we got that. We 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 found an iOS developer. We uh, we we uh, we probably spent a month. We probably spent about four months building our, our everything bar iOS, and then yeah. we probably spent a month building iOS over Christmas of 20, uh, 2016, 20, right. 20, 2017. And we kind of soft launched into our first stores. Um, and tell me about that now. How do you? Rocking <laughs> up to a place, and you got ten stores in one go. We had ten. St- we had to go live with ten stores. I think you can't just go live with one or two stores. You got to. You got to do ten. <laughs> of course you. <laughs> of course Silly you. me. Yeah. <laughs> one or two yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but um, tell me, so like, how, what was that process like? You walk in, in the door and or you cold emailing people and, and saying, "Listen, would you meet me? I have this product that we would love to. You, to, you think would be really good for your business?" And was this uh, a chain? Uh, or ten separate stores? We didn't have any chains at the start. No, it was all independence. Wow. Um, these are all these are all entrepreneurs as well. These are all people who are starting up cafes and restaurants from the start. So they own it. They, you're walking in there, and they probably they probably see a little bit of themselves there as well, which helps. Um, and we 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 also we still have all of those restaurants today. And um, we we from there and we're up to about hundred in in Ireland. We've launched in Cork just in February. Yeah. Fifteen twenty stores in Cork, and we're kind of onboarding stores quite quickly now. We're onboarding about about ten to twenty stores a month at the moment. Yeah, but I'd say, are you the guy that doesn't take no for an answer? Or are you just a very yeah, good definitely. man to open the door with the, the proper sales pitch? It's really hard sometimes to open the door and get in. Yeah, of course. Um, well, yeah, definitely if someone that doesn't take no for an answer, I'd be quite persistent. And, and that's what got, that's what gets you so much sales. That's what gets you so far. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got a lot of no's. I'm not going to say I didn't get a lot of no's, but I definitely I, I mean, push people to the edge before I got a no. Yeah. yeah. 
How do you deal with no's? Oh, they're fine. Do you yeah. give up? No. Or do oh, you do going? you give up? No, you'll come back. A lot of those no's will come back to them for in the next few months. Will few you? Months, yeah. <laughs> Well, so I suppose a lot of people, they want, to, they want to see that, look, you have experience and other people are using it. It's that kind of way, isn't it? Mm. You know, they're, they get that kind of comfort, really, don't they? Mm. And there's a lot of credibility. And what we're doing right now as well is we're building credibility. Yeah. Um, we're, we were so early on that people, I'm sure people didn't want to take a risk with us. And now we're signing up larger accounts and we're, we're proving like we're, we're doing thousands and thousands of euros for a lot of our partners every year that we're becoming a, a substan substantial amount of yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, um, and they're seeing reward of that. They're seeing like higher average order sizes through bamboo. They're seeing more recurring customers through bamboo. Um, we're, we're, we're going into a, a different side of the business now as well. We're actually selling directly to corporates. Um, so we're going in and, say, and saying to like whether you're an office of where you're a business of 10 employees or a sure. thousand employees, be able to to use bamboo for, for 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 them. You'll be able to say, okay, all of our employees, we have a, a, a ton of restaurants and cafes right outside our doorstep. Instead of ordering in food all the time, we can uh, we can add the perk to our staff of saying, listen, because you work in X yeah. corp, you uh, get to save over an hour a week ordering ordering in or ordering in any of these places. We'll cover five euro of, of every order. Um, and everyone's happy, and the, yeah. we, we can really show that we can show the the, the data back and say like, listen, your employees saved this much uh, this much of their lunch break ordering to our app. They're not spending anything extra. You can put it to your expense systems really simply. Um, just loads of different things we're adding on the next few weeks. So few tell months. me, how long are you out of college now? Uh, so I finished college in June 2016. And do you want me to what age are you now? 23. Wow, that's great. And how many people are you working for you now? Uh, seven. Seven, is yeah. there? Yeah. And did you have any other ideas, or was it always this one? Um, I think, you go, I think if I stopped, I would have had plenty of ideas. But you kind of had the land. This is the one that you, you it was eating away at me for about two years' time before I actually was able to run with it. <laughs> and you got funding from Enterprise Ireland, and uh, you raised some seed capital as well to further develop. Literally just last week, we just announced that we raised uh, half a million euros. We raised five hundred grand from um, private investors in Enterprise Ireland as well. Seed funding, though, it's difficult to get out. That was very difficult to do. Yeah, I got my first grey hairs from it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Are you finding people are reluctant to commit? It's not even that. It's just um, there's a lot of there's a lot of little there's a lot of parts involved in, in raising round, round, uh, a fundraising round. Uh, there's also the fact that we wanted we didn't we didn't we weren't even planning on doing that amount of money, um, and then someone came in very uh, very close to the end and we had to we had to keep it going and that draw drew, drew out a little bit. Um, it's just a, definitely a lot of people you have to convince and you're, you're pitch, you probably pitch to about 50 to 60 people and you probably only have six people participating in the final, in, in, yeah. in, in the actual round. It, it, are you finding is there a lot of messers and tire kickers? Oh, there's definitely a lot of messers and tire kickers. Yeah, and have you got good at finding those guys, yeah. seeing those people and telling them basically bug off, start wasting mm, my time? I think so, yeah. I, 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 that's, I've, I've learned so much from that last round that I, I, I feel I'll have a better idea of the mechanics of, of, of how to do another round now in a year's time when we, when we want to close one out. Um, but yeah, you, you learn uh, the, the amount I've learned in the last 12 months. I don't think I, I, uh, really? no matter what happens. Were you, were you trying to do it all yourself or did you ever have some kind of like a corporate finance firm or an accounting firm helping you? Or? It was all by ourselves. Yeah. Was it? It was business, yeah. That, well, that must yeah. take a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still kicking on doors, opening stores. Yeah. yeah or getting into stores. Well, like the last three months I've kind of had to stop like that because we just, we got to the kind of the, the close of that round that last three months was like, okay, I need to get this money in the door and get this over and done with so we can concentrate on, on running the business now. And, and um, now we're back to now we're back to business development. <laughs> and Luke, do you think we're a risk-averse society here in Ireland compared to the US? Um, no, I think we have a lot of entrepreneurs in this country who want to do something, but I think. But in the investment side. And in the investment side is not great. Yeah. No, definitely not. There's a lot. There's there's not enough out there. Um, there's the, there is too many. I think there's a lot of of investment networks out there that aren't active enough. 
and that's one part of it. I think the tax scheme isn't 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 up to scratch compared to if you look over the UK. A lot of a lot of Irish companies go and set up shop in London. It's better in London, isn't uh, it? Yeah. The, the, the the for for investors, it is. It definitely. is definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and obviously, if you look at all the big company, all the big tech companies that have come out of Ireland, a lot of them are just going straight or setting up, uh, setting up in the states. And um, there's a lot of reason behind that. So tell us about the future. Where is Luke going to be? I mean, are you are you going to go international with this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this year, we're in Dublin and Cork at the moment, are Dublin we? Dublin and Cork at the moment. We want to do two new international cities this year. So we want to go into we want to go into the UK this year. Um, that could be either we haven't even decided fully whether that's going to be Manchester or whether that's going to be London. Yeah. Um, and then we want to we're going to do Singapore. In, um, in in Q4. So we'll be out there in, at the end of summer. Uh, Why the jump way over to the far side of Asia? Uh, one of our first investors, one of our first angel investors came in really, really early on, took a massive bet on this early on, immediately saw that as a, as a market opportunity because he lived over there and he has a lot of business over there. He was out there for about 15 years, 10, 15 years. And uh, he's back in Ireland now, but about 90% of his business is based in, in, in Singapore. And he still sees that opportunity for us out, of there, out there. And we've seen it as well. They're the highest adopters of mobile technology. Really? Um, they're, they're, they're an English-speaking city. Um, they're, they're all, it's, it's all professional as well. It's all and buying. It's so dense, isn't it? It's highly dense. It's a highly dense city, for which is perfect for us. Um, and they're really the food. They love food over there. So it'll, it'll, it'll um, it, it's, it's a, it, we're going to head out there. And uh, for I'm heading out there for the first time. We've already had our CFO out there. One, he was yeah. actually our investor. Um, he's, he's been out there and still sees a, a massive opportunity. We've been dealing with Enterprise Ireland out there as well, and we have a development firm out there who want to roll us out initially, just be our launcher in the city. Because I was um, wondering about the funding cost to go to a new market. What you know, is it easy to go to a place like that because it's so dense? And he said the early adopters. Is there much marketing involved to get you out there? Um, Yes and no. We, by the time we get there, we if we were to do it now, yes, it'd be expensive. Um, if we were to do it in, which like depend on our roadmap and how we want to and how we want to acquire users and how we want to sell to users, partly down to what I'm saying with the the business the the our 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 our, our, our um our business product that'll be part of what we go out there. We'll have to be very very easy for us. We're building our product right now, so it's super easy to drop into cities. Right. Um, so that's what we're doing in the first. Who's going to knock on the doors out there and tell people about bamboo? Well, uh, that'll be me at the start anyway, and we and and uh, some of the people we have on the ground there at the moment. They're yeah. quite good, are they? Yeah. Uh, is is there anything comparable to you internationally? Internationally, there's we've definitely seen people pop up in the states. We haven't seen anyone in Europe. We haven't yeah. seen anyone really to the extent of what we want to do in Asia. We have things. There's obviously things like WeChat and there's um, like Uber Eats and Deliveroo, of course, but. Uh, there, there's nothing to to what we're exactly trying to do, and nothing on, uh, that is identical to our roadmap yet. Um, why do you think the deliver on demand market exploded so much in recent years? Do you think there's potential on the other side with order on demand? Definitely, I think there was actually the reason we. I don't for so for why people did it, why people became more inclined to it was because of technology, because yeah, we yeah. built the tech to enable people to just press a button on their phone and have a car brought to them, or press a button on their phone, have their food brought to them. Um, and now we're trying to fulfill that need for internally. So I, I want to press a button on my phone and I want to have my lunch ready when I arrive, that kind of thing. Um, so that was the reason we, we built Bamboo, was because we looked at that. We saw the change in consumer behavior and we saw how this is the, where the puck is going. Um, and, and that's 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 uh, that's that's what we we thoroughly believe in. We're at the start of it. We're at the start of this as yeah. of being a massive ordering trend. They say by 2020, 10 percent of all uh, restaurant orders in the states will be done through mobile ordering. That's actual mobile ordering. That's just an online ordering. Um, so you, I, I like the way you've pivoted because you've gone into corporates. Uh, are you going? Are you in colleges? As well? We do. Uh, we did have a college ambassador at the start this yeah. year, and we're going to pick that up again next year. and going to yeah. go quite heavy on the colleges, but we, we we saw where our biggest users were, and we saw where we had to spend most of our attention, and and, and that is going to be in, in corporate. That's going to be in businesses. Tell us about your <coughs> top tips then for 
business success because I, I just love the way you just came out of college and you went for it. Yeah. Um, and you worked in it and then you got the funding in place and then you kicked on again and then you got seed funding. Um, you've had quite a, it's, it's been a rapid rise of a journey that you've gone through. Literally in two years, is it? Yeah. And yeah. you're already employing six, seven people. Yeah. So um, tell us, <laughs> give us your wisdom, oh young one. <laughs> uh, well, I always get, I asked a lot, get a lot, asked a lot by students. Yeah. Um, people who I was there and I was in my second year of college and I wanted to do this and I didn't know what to do. Um, I ask, I ask all the time about I have an idea and I don't have a technical co-founder and I don't know what to do with it. Um, but one thing, I'll give you one example of one thing that I did that really helped was I, I, it's really easy to build a prototype and people don't understand that. People, to having, to going up to someone and pitching your idea and literally just saying it face to face is not as valuable as showing them in, showing them in your hands. Um, if you can take out your phone and show this is what it's going to look like, this is going to how it's going to okay. work. So have it ready. This is going to be it, it's it, ten times more effective than than saying oh I had this idea because then because ev- everyone's got an idea. But if you get if you can take that step and learn how to just make a prototype uh, and, and get it on your phone or show them in pictures, it makes it so much better. And there's things that there's there's things out there like Sketch, which is like a design tool. You can you can make you can make wireframes of your app and you can turn them make them you can make them like motion. You, you can make them usable by putting them in something called Envision. These are all these are all free pieces of software you can download if you're a student. Um, and that's something that, that definitely got me in the, that I would if I wouldn't be here if I didn't have things like that because I'd be still out there pitching my idea and I would have looked like a lula. Yeah. Um, uh, tell me though, a lot of people want to go and, and no matter what age they are, try the online space. You're always yeah. told that that's where things are happening now. But do you have to have the tech person with you? Are they as important as the person with the vision and the marketing and the selling? If you're, t- if you're building a tech p- company, you have to have a tech person. You have to have a tech yeah, person. Or else you're going to be... Simple as that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think especially if you are a first-time founder, Go find a co-founder who can build it for you, because you're gonna you're gonna spend because so you have no idea how much money what 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 how much things cost. So you got to give them a piece of the action. Exactly, you got to give them a piece of action. Give them half it, and go and build it. And you're you're 21, you're 22, and and, and you can kind of look back at it in three or four years time and see if it was the right decision. Top tips for selling and marketing. Selling and marketing. Exactly. You seem to be the ace man never getting out no. there and opening doors. Yeah, never say no. And and and, and uh, I suppose be, be be normal. Don't be a salesperson as well. And when we're selling to, we're, I suppose we're we're not even trying to sell to restaurants. We're just trying to have conversations with them and show them this is something that that uh, that they can be valuable for the business. If you don't go in, if you go there and, and there's a salesperson, they, they want they're going to have none of it. Um, so don't be a salesperson and don't say no. <laughs> and something tells me you got to have a lot of energy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, well, Luke, you certainly have that. Luke, it's been a pleasure talking to you and thanks, thanks so for joining us in the Ready Business Podcast. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the Ready Business Podcast. And my thanks to Luke Mackey of Bamboo for joining me on the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and join me next time as we discover more inspiring future maker stories. Simplify how you work with cloud-based unified communications. Vodafone One Net Business.